0: Welcome back to the Sluttrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Anna D, aka The Professional Goddess, here to empower women to build their own empire and interview sluts who like to make money. On my podcast, I give you a peek inside my life as a girl boss, mentor, retired cam girl, viral TikToker, and now 1% OnlyFans creator. I share my ups and downs of running a multi-million dollar business and the difficult yet sexy path to success. So, my dear sledgepreneurs and my boss bitches in training, grab your notebooks, put on your crown, and if you're a new listener, it's an honor to have you here. Get ready to take a peek inside my pleasure chest. Hey sluts, today we have a special guest, host of the Day Sacred Slut Show, the Dutch
1: podcast, Miss Melinda, aka Lady Strawberry. She is a sex worker in the Netherlands living the sacred slit lifestyle, and today we'll be getting to know this goddess along with learning her experience-based knowledge on intimate, slow lovemaking, as well as her new online course. Courses in the Art of Kissing. So let's welcome this slutpreneur to the show. Hi, Melinda. Hello. Oh my God, <laughs> I love the intro. <laughs> it was exciting. So let's get into the nitty gritty. Where did your desire come to- from to start this journey in sex work?
0: I love the
2: way you put your question already. Yeah. As far as I can remember, I always loved sex. Everything that has to do with sexuality. Everything that has to do with touch, with expression. And in sex, everything just seems to come together. And. I always wanted to be a slut, basically.
1: And it's funny because we grow up and it's, you know, we're shamed for having those desires. But I feel like, you know, it's so natural. And when we're in that setting, there's this like special 1% of people who are like, oh, shit, I want to capitalize on this too, you know, like. It's one thing to love it. And then it's one thing that it's like putting money in your bank account. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So were you introduced to this world or were you, did you kind of pave the way for yourself?
2: I kind of did it on my own. When I grew up, I was a lonely person and was bullied and I was the outsider. So I always went to do my own thing because nobody liked me anyway. So there was no need to even try. And I remember three years ago, breaking up with my ex-girlfriend and rethinking life like oh what should I do with my new life I can be everything that I want to be back then I had a nail salon and sex work just always interested me I watched these videos on YouTube I am an OnlyFans model and I do this and this and this and that I was like yes or I am an escort and I do this and this and that and it felt so at home in a way getting to know my own sexuality more and more I started to share about it on social media a lot of in stories I'm very open And because people love the details of sex anyway, so might as well provide them. And from there, I started to coach in sexuality. And then I thought, you know, I can coach it, but I love to have sex anyway. So I might as well make a job out of that. And I basically went in. What what kind of feedback people gave me was like, oh, it was so intimate and I felt so connected and more of these kinds of things. And I was like, well, I know a lot of people need this so I can make good money out of it and I can do basically what I want. Mm -hmm. And that's
1: kind of how I started. So is it I'm curious what it's like in the Netherlands, though, because in America, especially with OnlyFans now, everything is just so accepted and embraced and like, look how easy it is etc. But is it a little bit more difficult in the Netherlands? Is it is it really like shamed? Or is it really empowering? I think it, it
2: depends on who you ask. True. Dutch people are known for being quite open-minded yet we also have our close-minded people in the Netherlands we are not superior to anyone mm-hmm. sex work in general is legal in the Netherlands which is nice um online sex work it's more upcoming I would say it's more and more upcoming America is is huge and I mean I I, I do everything in Dutch so I can only market the Dutch market yet there is also this this, this group of people who are in to that and There's this other platform, Vencentro, who also allows Dutch payments and they are doing very well with the Dutch creators.
1: Oh, nice. it's getting more and more, I would say. That's great news to hear. I I definitely, I find it harder when I'm coaching people, especially with payment processors. There's a lot of things that we have in America that other countries don't have. And I know that's kind of the hardest thing is to get past that paywall. So are you doing it virtually and in person? Yes, I'm, I'm mainly focused in person because I make the most money out
2: of it and I enjoy that way more than online I love the back and forth I love the one-on-one or two-on-one if it's a threesome kind of I push you somewhere and you say ow or I lick you somewhere and you say mm. I love that and in <laughs> online, it's it's not there I do make videos of my private sex life with my lover and I think that's that's fun and like give people and behind the scenes of what it's actually like to live a fully sex positive lifestyle and that's that's a lot of fun but I don't I don't enjoy making like masturbating videos or whatever like me with myself playing I think that's I find that so boring at least.
1: That's so interesting. Cause I, I guess I'm the opposite. I'm over here like getting off looking at myself in the mirror with all my toys. <laughs> Yet on the other side of the spectrum, like being in person with someone and touching them and smelling them, like that's such a different type of experience. So so before, you know, you you discover that this is something that you're clearly attracted to, what's the process for yourself to do it legally? Do you have to like go to a police station or do you sign up... sign up somewhere online yeah you, know, you have to be uh, in Dutch we call it ZZ payer
2: it's uh being your own employee like like having a business without any employment or employees that's how mm-hmm. I say it and that's that's basically what you need you just need to be able to pay taxes and other than that you're free to go there are these licenses for sex workers but there are mainly for escort agencies and and sex shops and more like the, the bigger thing. But quite honestly, I'm not really, I don't really know all the details about it. I pay my taxes, I do everything full transparency, and it's everything registered that I'm a sex worker. And I mean, it's you cannot not see that I'm a sex worker, so there's no way to hide it anyway.
1: But I think in the Netherlands, it's quite okay. So doing it independently... Is this something that you like advertise online and then you find places to meet up? Or is there like a, a destination that you typically go to, like a hotel or places that you can kind of rent a space to work?
2: So in the an Netherlands, we're not allowed as the sex worker to rent a space and then have someone over because then we use that space for our work purposes. And that is illegal. But what is illegal is the customer books a hotel and he invites me over. That's, illi- that's, that's legal in the so that's nice. And um, I show myself basically on Instagram, talking about my work, talking about my passion for sex and intimacy and connection. And that's also how I get my clients and they book me either
1: at their home or at the hotel. So my, you know, my red flag in my head is like, how do you um, navigate your safety and what are your protocols for this? Like how how long have you been doing this in person and has anything come up that you were like I need to be more safe or have do you feel like you've gotten pretty lucky
2: I I would say I'm pretty I'm pretty lucky I have a quite a good developed intuition mm-hmm. um and as I am very specific with what I offer my offer is called intimate slow love making and you cannot get anything more or less than that I don't do clothing requests I don't do a lot of things which narrows it down quite easily and if you really want to have a booking with me, you're usually quite respectful and I I don't even answer the the chats there like, hey, are you available tonight? Mm -hmm. I'm not even going into that like I only go with the people who say like hey I saw you on social and your content really speaks to me I would like to have a date um on this and this location and this and this in February or March and as they usually book quite in advance like a couple of weeks even there's for me no no need to even be like oh is this okay because they have to wait in order to have a private date with me so why shouldn't they be respectful and normal? And as I am treated, as I treat the the, the people in the same way as As a respectful person, and and I really value their pleasure, and I really value their experience, it's usually also what I get back. And other than that, I'm quite unsafe, as people would say. Like, nobody knows when I'm at work or when I'm at home. Mm -hmm. I've never had anything bad happen, luckily enough. And I've done it now for one and a half years. There's only been one situation where a crazy ex-girlfriend came in. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was terrible. What does that look like? Are you like in the middle of a session and she barges through the room? Yeah, kind of. We had a desire circle thing. So that's that's a wheel of consent. I don't know if you're familiar with that. That's basically learning how to give and take touch, allow and receive touch. So we we're doing a little bit with an exercise with that. And I'm not going too much into detail because that's a private story. Yet we were, we were yet fully clothed on the couch. And then she bursted in and the guy was very protected of me. And he was very respectful as well of me. And for me, it, it was it was even, I wouldn't say, it was a little bit like traumatic in the sense of, oh, don't want to have this happen over and over again. But mm-hmm. I could see how I could take care of myself in that situation and how I could even handle someone who clearly wasn't okay with the situation. I could stay calm and I could still protect my boundaries. She touched me and I just screamed at her, you're not allowed to touch me because that's violent. And then she let go and i think that that was like the hardest physical part of it and the mental wow. part i just went to see someone did some healing on my side and also saw like oh yeah this is what i've learned and this is my own takeaway from it but also i can see how 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 well i can take care of myself even in these weird situations and also how i have a community around me who can hold me when needed like there, there were several people i could call and just tell the story and they just could help me and and i could cry in their Arms and stuff like that. And I think doing this, let's say unprotected, when it comes to safety, Mm -hmm. there are so many people around me who I can rely on and where I can go to that I always feel carried.
1: So, what ad- advice would you give to someone who desires to have a community like that to feel safe and protected? Because that is so special, and I think mm-hmm. sometimes it's it's hard to to really reach out because we feel like no one really wants to listen to sex workers. Like we ask for this, and when we go through those moments of trauma, where we're we we do not have a guidebook how to how to handle those moments, you know, mm-hmm. where can we find those people to turn? to?
2: In the Netherlands, we have several different companies who bring sex workers together. I've never been to those because I already have my community, so there was never a need to. But in the Netherlands, it's, I think it's quite okay if you're a sex worker and like if it's a free choice to mm-hmm. become a sex worker. There are There's so much to explore. There's so much to do. I have so many friends who are healthy sex workers and if you want to have even more uh, a sex positive community so friends and and connections where sexuality is a part of your way of connecting with each other not necessarily that it always needs to happen we in in amsterdam have so many sex positive events like tantra events but also conscious domination and last weekend i was at an event where we did tantric masturbation so group of guys sitting in a circle masturbating with each other it was fantastic and you That sounds so beautiful. (laughs) I love that. Oh, it made me so emotional to see all these men learning how to have a new technique in masturbation and learning to get hard because getting hard for men is such a big struggle. And seeing all these men willing to learn about their own sexuality really made me emotional. Made me tear up. And it also, in a way, made me feel seen as a woman that these men also take care of their own sexual health and are willing to explore. And learn and just seeing like twenty penises in a circle—it also turned me on. Of course, <laughs> it, it, it was it was a funny experience.
1: <laughs> no, I, I I admire that vulnerability so much, especially you know, especially for men. That's that's such a it, it can be such an insecurity, and there's so many men who don't reach out. So to have the guts to like come to a circle and to whip it out in front of people, I just I commend them for that. That's amazing. <laughs>
2: The beautiful thing is we find these people here. So if you want to have a, a sex-positive community, at least in Amsterdam, it's so widely available. There are so many people who are open and willing to connect and not just on a surface level, but are willing to go deeper and to learn and to be faced with their own triggers and traumas. Mm-hmm. And taking their ownership around it, I think that's that's wonderful.
1: Wow. So you mentioned that you have a partner how has being in a relationship affected your work? Has it been, have, have there been bumps in the road or is there really defining roles on how you manage to separate the two and how do you, how do you battle those emotions of leaving the intimacy at work versus bringing it into the bedroom at home? so
2: my lover got to know me i think a few months ago when i was already a sex worker and my sex work is I'm a, it, it is it is a part of my identity so there is take it or leave it if you don't enjoy me being a sex worker and a complete slut then I'm not yeah. for yeah here let me give a little clap on that <laughs> And he even said to me, like, 2023 is going to be the year of my slut. I'm like, fuck yes, darling, you go for your own slut life. I love so it. So we, we are, yeah, we are really okay with that. We went last weekend, we went to the, to the party, to the event for the first time having it. Uh, group sex and it was amazing we are so so much not monogamous and so much enjoying ourselves having sex with several people and usually like today i had a spontaneous escort date and uh, i just texted him oh yeah i just got off from work and this is such a funny experience and then we call and i tell him in all the details about what happened and it's 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 really fun there is no um there there are no There's no, no sad feelings around it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's on a date right now and I'm like, okay, yeah, let me know how it was tomorrow. Like if you had a good fuck or whatever happened, and we were so completely free and open with each other. I think that's very nice. And he is also in my vlogs on, on VanCentro. So we, we actually met at a foursome, funny enough. <laughs> and then he said, You know what? I wanna be a porn star. I was like, I think he can help you with that. <laughs> so our relationship started on a work level. At least from my side, and then I absolutely fell in love with him. And th- also, my my private and work life is completely intertwined. I have sex with a lot of people that I work with, and I work to have sex, and like it, it's it's all coming around at the same thing, one again and again and again and again. But at work, I'm in in giving modus and allowing modus if we Mm -hmm. talk about the wheel of consent i am not there to take i'm not there to receive and in private sex i am there to have all four of those things so i am there to also get my own pleasure
1: the way i want it is it called the wheel of consent wheel of consent yes It's amazing. I definitely want to know what the fuck that is. Yeah,
2: it's it's in essence quite simple. So if someone touches you, you can allow the touch or you can receive the touch. And if you're touching someone, you can give the touch or you can take the touch. Mm. And if you really learn in what stage you are, it's also easier to see like, Oh, um, you want to lick my pussy? Yeah, sure. But I allow you to lick my pussy. It's not that I receive that action, that physical action. And usually at work, I mean, sex work is... It's not the place where you get like amazing, good energy, wholesome fulfillment sex. is for me below average or average usually. But that's also not the reason why I'm there. I'm actually there to give them an experience and sometimes to learn them about sexuality and sexual behavior. Mm -hmm. And if they've done... If they then um, touch my pussy or I don't know, whatever they do. I allow them to touch me, and sometimes it's pleasurable, and sometimes it's it's energetically pl- pleasurable, and sometimes it's mentally pleasurable, and sometimes it's physically pleasurable, and sometimes it's it's none of that. And I just I'm just there with them. Mm-hmm. And if we talk about private sex, I'm I'm telling my lover what I want that night. I'm telling him what to do, and he he's good at sex. I mean, that's a priority. If you're my private <laughs> lover, you have to be good at sex.
1: <laughs> my private lover, I love it. So with. Being, you know, specializing in this niche, you know, market of intimate lovemaking and slow lovemaking, is that something that you just really enjoyed in your personal life and it just felt easy to kind of rope it in there? Or was there a moment where you're like, like, this is the thing, this is what I want to do, or this is what I want to explore more of that people aren't really doing in sex work and escorting as much?
2: I think it's the first one. Yeah, I know it's the first one. It's it doesn't matter what kind of sex I have I always like intimacy or even like touch or like in everything in, in communication as well I love intimacy and my business partner says to me like intimacy means into you I see me and I find it very beautiful and I think Ooh. that's also something that I want to provide is I want them to feel seen mm-hmm. but I also want to feel seen myself and when I started I just needed to give my my whatever I was going to give a name. And it was back then on Sex, Jobs, NL. And all I could see was this for me it felt kind of cheap and hollow kind of sex work where I was like but there, there must be people out there who want to have a deeper connection even if it's just for a couple of hours so basically I saw this hole in the market and I was like sure I will fit in there mm-hmm. and it's it's been a, 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 a amazing success ever since so just out of my own experiences and then seeing what the market has to offer and seeing this big lack of having open-hearted sex because mm. of of course it can be scary all these attachment thingies and I mean there's so many things that, that that come into the way I do my sex work, but it's also worth it if I see these men smiling and their eyes are glintering and sometimes they are crying because of what something that happened in their private life. I'm like, yes, I do good to society.
1: Well well that <laughs> sounds like such a, a healing experience, like going to therapy. I mean I imagine it's mostly men who are really struggling to find that deep connection because booking, you know, escort just for like a hard fuck and a a quick orgasm seems a little different than something that's slow. And sometimes maybe an orgasm doesn't even happen. Like are these Mm -hmm. guys coming in Mm -hmm. and I just, I feel like they're little lost puppies on the road that you just want (laughs) to (laughs) kiss. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And as I mean, how is it really fulfilling for you? Like, do you feel really drained after these sessions or do they kind of fill up your cup and empower you?
2: I think it's both. If I am not fulfilled up front, uh, like if I don't fill my own cup in general, then I get needy at work and I think that's that's the worst place mm-hmm. to get needy. Mhm. And Fair enough. so there there's this 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 responsibility from my side that I need to fill my own cup in the correct way. Yet after maybe a 3-hour date where it was more emotional than than hardcore fucking, then I feel emotionally drained. But mm-hmm. I think that's also what I kind of pay for and also what it, it's worth. It takes an hour for me to get back to myself usually. And um, I think it's fine. It, it, it's only
1: temporarily, yeah. So with this intimacy, do you have any pointers or suggestions? Um, let's just, let's talk about couples in general, Maybe maybe couples who've been together for a while. What would be mm-hmm. maybe a what would you call it? Like a something to practice, something new they could bring to the bedroom to really intensify the slowness and the sacredness to their lovemaking.
2: I would start there. Start slow. And if you think (laughs) you're slow enough, like do it three times as slow. Close your eyes and just stroke the the arm of the other person and just only be aware of the stroking. And that is already gives so much. Or having your your partner lay in front of you and just tell everything that that you see on their body that's seeing a body that that's that's already quite intimate if I if I look at someone's toes and I see like I can see this and this and this and that and then I go up to your ankles and I can see this and this and this and that it's so it, it creates a level of vulnerability really taking care to see each other only if we're talking about physical parts and also I think some structure from time to time can't harm anyone I love structure and mm-hmm. like doing desire circles so if you're a couple and you both get five minutes to fulfill a desire. So you state your desire to the other person, and the other person checks in with their boundaries and their their limits. And then you fulfill your desire. That's something I usually give uh, to couples who I coach on sexuality and connection. You are now allowed for an X amount of minutes to just receive. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be active. You can just receive whatever you ask the other person to do. And usually it ends up ends up in crying or something. <laughs> I think that's that's so beautiful.
1: I love that. Or an I orgasm,
2: think... like both ways is fine.
1: Yeah. I mean just being conscious of what that other person wants and allowing mm. to do that like in that allotted time, it's it's so direct, and because sometimes you get in bed and like words aren't even spoken at all, and you get caught up in this dance that is you know like a rotating door. And being able to even just looking at someone in their eyes and taking that time to see them, I, that's so special. Wow. Yes,
2: yes, all of those things. Please do that. Please go yeah. five minute eye gazing with your partner. Just look each other in in the eyes for five minutes straight. You can experience how uncomfortable that is and all the feelings that come up if you just look into someone's eyes for five minutes like intimacy are about the little thing it's not about the big happenings it's not about the whipping about all these youth as aspects intimacy is always in the moment and into the the smallest details of a connection
1: So do you find a lot of inspiration from like tantric practice? Yeah, I do. There are a lot of tantric
2: things that I take with me, even though I don't actively practice tantra. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But I can see for sure the similarities and a lot of people around me because of the sex positive community are into tantra. So even if I wasn't aware of it, it already was in my life. And just being conscious of whatever you do, conscious of your mind, conscious of your body, body awareness. Why do you do what you do? I think that all comes together also back to Tantra.
1: Because it it's kind of scares me to think of having sex for, I mean, more than an hour, talking about three hours, that seems <laughs> exhausting for me, or maybe I'm just get, get feeling old. But how can you really elongate a session that long? Like, is it just, are you just stroking their arm for hours?
2: (laughs) I mean, do you have in your private life, if I may ask, do you have sex for only 15 minutes or can it also take up for several hours?
1: I mean, I love a good quickie and it's probably because I have a, problem addiction with my hitachi and it can take me zero to 30 seconds to come so when i get in the bedroom like that's what he's up against
2: (laughs) but it's something completely different to use like a sex toy than to let you positively be used with someone else with their body at least for me that's like the art of sex and um But like for three hours, it, as usually I come in and we have a cup of tea, we do a little bit of chatty and talking. And they most of the time tell about their background. If they want to know more about my background, or I don't know, they speak about something that I've shared (laughs) on social media. Then we go into cuddles and, or into some other touch. And from cuddles and we go into kissing. And I usually try to elongate that because kissing is important, people. (laughs)
1: Yes, well the art of kissing is definitely to me a lost art and yes, and I think and if I was in your shoes having to like, you know, break apart the time of a session, I would agree. I think there's a lot that you can do there with kissing, whether it's kissing all over their body or mm-hmm. you know, practicing with like tongue and how much tongue and nibbling and you know, I I love biting. My partner gets so annoyed when I get so excited and I just start wanting, I just want to nip all over him and he hates it. (laughs) But I'm like, (laughs) it's, it makes me feel like I'm devouring you. Like I'm not going to eat you. I swear. (laughs) Only a little bit, just a little bit. (laughs) No, but I, I like what you said. Um, I was thinking earlier, you know, sometimes like I've had a few stressful months of moving and, you know, Mm. grieving people and there's been many, many nights where, you know, my sex drive is very low because I've had these long, hard days and I'll tell them like, look, just a, just give me a back scratch. Like it would mean mm-hmm. so much and not just like a quick five minute scratch, like a 30 minute like nails yes. to the back. And it really sets the tone of how intimate that can be without sex and how much intimacy you can create without dick in the badge, you know
2: <laughs> yes for sure for sure and i think to be honest penetration with a condom is one of the least intimate things i can experience in a sexual action <laughs> True, especially that condom like for me usually when it comes to penetration men are go into performance mode instead of pleasure mode
1: mm. not
2: every mm-hmm. man not always but I, I see this so often and then they don't get hard anymore because of the nurse and let let's just do a blowjob you know let's let, let's just do a hand job and 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 eye gaze and do other stuff instead of penetration i get penetration can be fucking amazing and can be super nice and an orgasm can be wow but not when it it, it gets to the point where you need to perform especially you pay me to have sex you don't need to perform for me like no let's not do that and Yeah, I think also to give more of like an indication about those three hours, it's talking, it's cuddling, it's sex and then a break and then more sexy things and then cuddling and then talking and like it's it's more into waves. Sometimes it's like two full circles and sometimes it's more wavy and then we cuddle more and we talk afterwards and then at some point I go home or sometimes we eat together.
0: That's so and nice.
2: Usually the time flies. Yeah, it's, it's gone with
1: before I even noticed it. So do you have like a top 10 or a favorite intimate experience that you've had that kind of shaped or changed how you moved forward with your sex work? Mm, that's a tough question. Anything come yeah, to mind? Yeah, if I only look at my,
2: <laughs> my, my sex work dates, there's this man whose wife died and Mm-hmm. he was so in love with his wife and I could see him grieving and he was able to talk to me about it and I, I was one of the the first people who to have sex with again and when it was intimate and I could just yeah. see that there, there, there broke something inside of him and we just laid there and cried together oh, I had in tears my in my eyes of the stories <laughs> he told me about his wife and, and like the amount of love he has for her and then them being taken away from them like even now i can feel tears running up
1: yeah me me too <laughs> that's
0: that's heartbreaking these kinds
2: of people it's why i do it but also on the other side when it's less emotional a few weeks back i went to a guy who was in his 30s and only had sex once when he was like 23 or something and never had sex again not because he didn't want it but because society thinks he's unattractive and Mm -hmm. he's a little bit social socially awkward which then makes you really really (laughs) it it gives you a really hard time to find even someone Mm -hmm. and he he hired me or he and he, he booked me um, to learn more about sex not to have just sex but actually like every step I told him like you know I'm not grabbing your waist and pulling you closer that means that I want to have you closer and when I moan usually it means it's that I like it and like really breaking down all the physical actions that I do because I'm so aware of my own f- physical behavior mm-hmm. I can also translate that to other people and I give him a little one-on-one kissing session like uh, relax your, your lips and only slowly tense up the, the, the muscles around your lip and really make it soft and give it a moment when lips touch to calm down in that, like, like a very small and also with pussy pleasure. I just explained to him like you... If you go this and this, it will usually end up me feeling like like this and that, and the clitoris goes all the way up to here. And also that it was more practical, but I love it. I love to to give him this explanation of sexual behavior that a lot of us miss. Yeah. It's nice if you have if you have the knowledge and if you have the self awareness to learn about your physical touch, but if you're not, and if you're insecure, it's it's a tough job out there to pleasure someone and enjoy and have an orgasm and to not get your own needs into the way of the other person like there's so sex is so much it's so it's so much things together
1: it's so interesting what you said about the kissing just there you said um something like don't move your your lips move the muscles like around your lips and I'm over here like opening my jaw trying to envision this but that is so interesting like you can have your face against someone else's without actually doing the kissing motion but more of like gliding your lips along them and oh
2: my god yes please
1: (laughs) you know like that's very um Gosh, especially when, especially when you've been with someone for a while and I'm, and I'm over here just basing off of my own experience, but you lose the art. Of kissing like kissing is something that's so dramatic when you first meet someone because you can do it so much before before intercourse you know so are there any just anything off the top of your head that you would tell someone for little kissing techniques um something maybe that that we might be missing that's delicious
2: (laughs) also slow down there I think that's quite important. Like with the first touch, even before the touch, before the first lip touch, like wait a second, give it a moment to let the other person really long for your lips. It's
1: like in the movies when like their faces are getting closer and you're just like, who's going to do it first?
2: (laughs) oh my god yes give me that every single day I want it I want it I want it and build it up from a kiss to a French kiss not go mouth open tongue sticking out to the other person that's that's scary don't do that it is it's frightening and and yeah I've I've seen it so often like especially like on one side in my sex work I gain so much inspiration to then educate it on the other side of my business but close your eyes when you do your first kiss and then slowly open up your mouth and just brush your tongue against their lip in order to indicate that you want to go into tongue action instead of just pushing your tongue into the other person and basically penetrating their mouth.
1: Like politely knock on their door with your tongue. Yes. <laughs> yes. And ask like ask, ask your, your, your
2: kissing partner, do you like spit or are you more like a dry kisser? Because kissing with a lot of spit can be extremely erotic and, and kinky
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it can be even so arousing to also intertwine or uh, chain or like what's it called uh, the,
1: uh, at least like share your liquids mm-hmm. even your 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 saliva liquid no that's me on the first day i'm like spit in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> some of us <laughs> i love it oh but on the contrary then I'm, I'm missing some of the the other good stuff in between for sure yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah do both like also ask to spit in your est- to let other people spit in your mouth but first do like a slow sensual kiss with waist grabbing and growling and moaning and deep breathing and oh and dry
1: humping like the art of dry humping like i can make him come just by dry humping sometimes i think that's the best teach me That's I love hard it. I need to look. <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm so excited about this. What is in like what's in store for your future with the courses you're creating? And I'm begging I hope some of them are in English as well for our listeners. <laughs>
2: I'm very willing to make them in English. Yeah, for sure. If like if if there are a lot of people who are interested in that, I'm so willing to do that. But for now, um, so the Dutch Dutch version of the art of kissing is coming up most likely in February. It will be unfans. Centro and it will be with actual demonstration so it's not just me explaining it. I will be kissing in all different kinds of ways with my lover and explaining all the details you need to know to be a professional at kissing. Um, Mm -hmm. There will be in-person events. When it comes to boundaries, I'm a very big fan of teaching pure people about boundaries and desires. I give, let's call it, ethical orgies, yes. ethical orgy kind of events. Yeah, amazing. I am thinking in fall to give like a weekend to retreat for one-on-one with men to learn more about their own sexuality. To really have like a trans- transformational weekend, and the intimate slow making will most likely stay around for quite quite a bit longer.
1: That's a lot of, that's a lot of exciting things.
2: And also couple coaching, if you're into that, like regular couple coaching, only talking and, and you couple do the fucking, then that's also possible.
1: Loves it. So all of this you can find at ladystrawberry.com, B-E-R-R-I-E. And we also have you on Instagram, lady.strawberry with an extra E. And what's your fan centro name? So the same Lady one? Lady Strawberry. Yeah, cool. It's will, all the same. We will link all of that below and check out... Her podcast, Day Sacred Slut Show. And that's available on Spotify and YouTube. And YouTube. Loves it. Is there anywhere else we can stalk you and send you tips? Oh, tips would be nice. Tips are always welcome. <laughs> it's, it's not open
2: right now, but um, I think those are the, the three main ones. You can also find me on Melinda. Gump, that's a little bit hard, most likely, to um, figure out, but it's my full name on Instagram, and that's more the coaching side that I offer. But go to Lady Strawberry, and you will find all the details about it.
1: Beautiful. Well, everything's linked below. So, you sluts, go check out Lady Strawberry and all her delicious courses that she'll be offering. It
0: was such a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you. You
1: were so fangirling
2: on this side of the screen. <laughs>
0: It's the end of the show, so time to plug myself and pay some bills, so lube up. If you want to keep the show going and learn more about myself and my empire, you can check more out at ProfessionalGoddess.com. My YouTube, mentorships, ebook series, and everything else is linked in the description of this episode, as always. And remember, every time you leave a five-star review, a sledgepreneur has an orgasm, so keep the big O's coming. Connect with your fellow girl gang in the Sluttrepreneur Squad Facebook group at cehose.com. That's cehose.com. You can also just search professional goddesses in the Facebook search bar and it should come right up. Plus, we have a Discord chat, which is our triple X chat to help our fellow sluts out. You can get this link through the Facebook group or just shoot me an email, we'll get you in there. And lastly, if you want to get all up inside me, Follow my free OnlyFans at RebeccaBlue with two Ks and my explicit page at RebeccaRabbit. Now, all you have to do is put in OnlyFans.com backslash my username. I also offer shoutouts, which can be purchased at RebeccaBlue.com or just private message me on OnlyFans. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. And as always, refuse to be anything but successful. Go make that money, honey. I'll see you queens next Wednesday. Bye.